Dream Entertainment, Ruslan. So after I did my video on Bethel and some of their their shenanigans that happened there, I have been getting a lot of requests of people asking me if I believe in the fivefold ministry. And the way I answered it, you guys go watch the video. I'll, I'll give you my answer in a little bit. But I was curious to for someone that I believe comes from a fivefold ministry background. Um, some specific definitions because I think this is important to how we view these titles, the definitions matter, and so on and so forth. So uh, I'm here with Trutha. So Trutha, you would acknowledge the fivefold ministry, right? Apostle, prophet, teacher, pastor, evangelist, evangelist. So you're not in an apostolic church now, but you kind of come from a apostolic background. So how do you personally define apostles because i think this is a a a key question to the conversation is how someone defines what an apostle is and then i'll give you my definition how i and how i think it all connects for sure i'm gonna have a little bit of fun with this so the issue at hand i think in the church is too many people want to be apostles like in the New Testament. And I think that's where the issue comes in. They want to have a level of authority over their words, like the apostles, the 12 that we know of. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what really turns people off to that aspect of the fivefold ministry. But uh, apostles, the role of an apostle is actually very prevalent. I think there are a lot of missionaries that I would consider apostles, but Mm. they probably wouldn't call themselves apostles. Mm -hmm. So like, when I, when I think about the fivefold ministry, I do believe that it does still function and it has a very specific purpose. You read that verse, it talks about for the perfecting of the saints, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. So when I think about the role of apostles, I think about those that will plant churches, okay. those that God will use for that specific purpose of yes. establishing the gospel, kind of similar in that regard to like Apostle Paul, where mm-hmm. I think he was probably in the truest sense of an apostle, one that planted a ton of churches, established them, helped them to get on their own two feet, established leaders, yes. trained them. And then once they were good to go, he left and departed. A lot of times we see apostles that really, <laughs> a lot of them play a lot more of the role of pastors. They pastor and they just, it's more of a you know cute title in mm-hmm. a lot of cases. So I think that's where the issue is. And so like similar to prophets, like there are prophets, but I think a lot of the way we see them functioning in American Christianity is it's just a it's entertaining like when i go to my mom's church a prophet comes in they're more entertained by them than they are like convicted or like you know when i was in there sitting there i was on the edge of my seat because it was like lord you know searching my heart like lord is there something you're going to reveal to me by this guy but everybody else is more entertained by it and that's what i think the issue is is a lot of american christianity is centered on entertaining Mm. people so people aren't really flowing in the fivefold ministry. And if you and if you can even pull that up, it's in Ephesians 4, I think. I think it starts at verse 12. But like it talks specifically about the fivefold ministry in the context of edifying the saints and yeah. building up the church. It's like a very specific purpose of the fivefold ministry. So it should have a role. It doesn't mean that everybody that calls himself a prophet is a prophet, because there is a difference between someone being used in the gift of prophecy and someone that operates in the office of the prophet. Those are two different things. But oftentimes people 
who because God can I don't believe that God just gives a person a specific gift of the gifts of the spirit. I think God can flow in any single any of us in all of the gifts of the spirit as the need is wherever the need is for. But yeah. the office of a prophet in particular, there is a, that's a, that's like an office that is akin to like a teacher or a pastor. Yeah. And I good. think there is such a misunderstanding. there. So that's what I would say there. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I just pulled it up. Thank you for for, uh, for asking me to pull it up because obviously we want to look at scripture of uh, Ephesians uh, 4, 11 through 13. And he gave some uh, some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, some teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come into the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So when I talk about this, I believe the, the Bible, right? People are like, oh, what do you mean? Do you not believe in the fivefold ministry? No, I believe in that. Here's how I would describe it. And this is, this is, this is how I describe it. Me and Truth may or may not agree on this. I would describe it like this. Um, I grew up Armenian apostolic. Not what you guys think when I say apostolic, okay? Armenian apostolic is, is more closer to orthodox. And what they believe, and, and they have a decent amount of, history on their side is they believe that the Armenian church was established by the apostle Bartholomew who walked with Jesus. Literally, that is where they trace their lineage back to, to the apostle Bartholomew. And so they call themselves an apostolic church and they take a lot of pride in being the first nation. There's a debate on if it was Armenia or if it was uh, Ethiopia, that the first nation that like took on Christianity as the first official religion. We're talking 300 uh, AD. So they call themselves the Armenian Apostolic Church. Why? Because they trace their church history to the Apostle Bartholomew, who came to Armenia while he was traveling, preached the gospel, established a church there. And there's a rich history there, right? So that, from my understanding, from the understanding of Scripture, when we see the word apostles, when we see the word apostle in 1 uh, Corinthians 15, I'll pull it up here just so we we have this passage. Um, Paul is describing himself as the least as the least of the apostles, and do not even deserve to be called an apostle. Here's the apostle Paul. I'll pull it up here, who wrote the majority of our New Testament letters, is saying, "I am the least of the apostles. Do not even deserve to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and His grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them. Yet." Uh, yet I, but not the grace, yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me, whether then it is I or they, this is what we preached and this is what you believed, right? So the apostle Paul is saying, listen, I am not even worthy to be called an apostle, even though I actually put in more work than all the apostles. So you have somebody that literally wrote scripture saying I'm the least of the apostles. So my issue with the office of apostle, when someone is like, I am Apostle Ruslan, right? And that's how they're being introduced. From my understanding, scripturally, apostles were folks who literally walked with Jesus, who literally helped establish the church, were directly sent by Jesus. That is where an apostle is. From my understanding, that is why the Armenian church is the apostolic church. Now, much like truth, I would say, yo, I believe there's an apostolic gifting and an apostolic anointing over somebody's life, just like I believe somebody can operate in the prophetic. The issue with apostles, the issue with apostles, and I'd like to hear you on this, Truth. Go, you guys, go watch Mike Winger's video, okay, on Bethel 
and the problem with Bill Johnson's theology. Mike Winger is a pastor. He uh, He's a, a solid Bible teacher on YouTube, and he has a whole video pulling together Bethel's theology, their own quotes, not stuff he made up, not stuff he read, actual clips. I don't have the time to pull them all up. But more or less, the issue to me with apostles is if we see an apostle as somebody that wrote scripture that was sent directly by Jesus, the perversion of that today is we view modern day apostles as if they are equivalent and in authority with scripture. That is very dangerous. That is extremely dangerous. And we see Bethel exhibiting this where they literally see their apostle as equal authority with scripture. That is not what the apostolic gifting is for 2020 and beyond. That is not what that means, right? You, me, the apostle at the church, the church planter is not the equivalent of the apostle Paul, okay? No, but there are people that literally believe that. They believe that there are people who hold equal weight with scripture and specifically go watch that video of Mike Winger, watch it, examine it, listen to what Bethel says. And I, again, I'm not saying Bethel, some of you guys are like, call Bethel a false teacher, call Bethel heretics. Not, I'm, not, I'm not here to say that because I think there are people a part of that that mean well. I just think they're an error on this specific issue. And so do I believe in a fivefold ministry? 100%. Do I believe that modern day apostles are equivalent with the writers of scripture? No. Yuck. Uh-uh, because then they can manipulate you. And that's just taking dudes' wives for themselves. Cass is telling single women in the church to do sexual acts for themselves, right? Why? Because they see themselves as equivalent with Scripture. Just, that is great heresy, right? And I'm not saying Bethel is abusing people like that, but they're definitely, this is definitely prevalent. And so I love truth is definition where I would say somebody with an apostolic gifting, lowercase apostle, not capital A, a for A-Town, uh, Apostle, but lowercase Apostle is someone I would I would say is similar to a church planter, is similar that goes and plants multiple churches and, and moves around. They are not equivalent. Their words are not equivalent. Their revelation is not equivalent to a capital A um, Apostle that we see in Scripture. There's an element of power tripping with it mm. to where like they over, I don't, I don't even like the phrase over-spiritualized, but sure. I will say that it's like a, over spiritualizing of these things yep. to the point where like we're missing the intent it's more so like you're focused on a title more than you are the actual work that's going to go into it. so it's Come people on. that get elevated as apostles that aren't planning churches so if you're not planning yes. churches then yes. you're just a pastor maybe Talk or you're just a it. teacher Talk it's like that it. type of stuff that i think is frustrating for someone like me and you know i don't spend a lot of time uh, criticizing the church because I think I try my best to stay away from that. But that is, I think, a huge issue of people coloring outside of the lines of the scripture when yes. it comes to the fivefold ministry. And like I said, to the point where like we've had I, the same things you say about the fivefold ministry when it comes to like the role of apostle and prophet. Yeah. I've had those similar questions over the years too. Like, well, is this really a thing? Because mm. I've seen it misused and perverted. And people come into these things because a lot of apostles and people may over spiritualize these things so they may say apostolic decree and like get these <laughs> phrasings yeah. it makes you you don't look at a you may not look at this apostle this person that's an apostle as you may not look at them just as apostle in this time but yeah. you probably hold them in the same regard as those so i think the consequences of a lot of what they do leads to that but i don't think they i don't think their intent is to come off like they are apostle paul they would probably view themselves as a lesser 
in any sense that Apostle Paul would even more lesser. And I think that's the distinction. It's just more so, I think, a critique from our end. I think it's just a critique on, okay, maybe there isn't enough reverence to that role from the outside looking in. Sure. Sure. I got to Before I go any further, I got to bring in one of the dopest you Christian YouTubers who I'm so humbled. He's a church planner. Dare I say he has an apostolic gift. I'm so grateful he's here, guys. Everybody should be subscribed to this man's YouTube page. Uh, one of the dopest, I think, Christians who creates on YouTube. Ray Van Camp. What's up, man? Bro, I love what you're doing. I just had to be a Patreon supporter. So, Thank you. My name's Trey Van Camp. I am... Uh, we planted our church five years ago this January. So we're out here in Phoenix, Arizona, the Queen Creek area. And uh, yeah, this is actually where I was born and raised. I went to California for college and then um, had an opportunity to work for Rick Warren and do some b- bunch of cool stuff. And it was that or go home and do the grueling process of planting a church. And I realized that God had given me that apostolic gifting which I didn't want because <laughs> church planting is miserable. Like, like in many ways, you know what I'm saying? Like there's no budget security there. There, There's just so much unknown. And I ran from that call, but I, but I jumped into it. So, and then four years ago, I started my YouTube channel. I come from a stream where the apostolic, we don't talk about it a lot. Like to me, it, like I grew up where it's, if it's in the word, it's a word from God. If it's not, it's not a word from God. Mm. And so that's kind of what I come from. And so even like through my college and all the way up. And so I've actually recognized there's actually a book. I'm always here to recommend books. That's one of my life goals. Richard Foster has Streams of Living Water. Have you ever heard of this book? Mm -mm. No. So what I love about this book is actually talks about the six streams of the church. And what's really helped me is I've been wanting to learn a lot more from the charismatic tradition Mm because I... I was, I've not been around it at all. Like you say you kind of grew up under a more cessationalist position and not, you know, we would never claim that we would never say that, but functionally we seem like cessationists. Yeah. My wife grew up the same. She grew up Southern Baptist, which is by the way, if you guys don't know what Southern Baptist is the biggest denomination, uh, in terms of registered members and they plant churches all over. A lot of the churches you guys attend or know of our Southern Baptist churches. They just don't have that in the title anymore. Um, right. Notable churches, Rick Warren's church. I believe Blueprint Church in Atlanta yep. is a Southern Baptist plant. So there's a lot of Southern Baptist plants. They got a lot of funding. They do a lot of really good church planting. Yeah. And they, they're they mainline evangelical Christianity. Not all of them are cessationalists, meaning they don't believe in the... Right. Not, not all of them don't believe in the gifts of the Spirit. However... To Trey's point, they kind of function as if they are that. Um, can you can you just briefly touch on the idea of like lowercase apostolic gifting? I actually, my father is a apostolic gifted as well. So he's a church planter. So I saw how hard that was. So I said, God, I want to do anything. I'll do the fivefold ministry, just not the apostolic one uh, because it's difficult. Like we had to sell my truck one summer uh, so, so that we had enough food for that summer. Like it's just hard um, because it's just so much risk involved. Uh, but I recognize I was just very entrepreneurial. Like I had to start new things. I tried to do in college, I tried to do a revitalization project with the church actually in San Diego Mm. and I helped them um, revitalize. And I recognize, oh my goodness, this is so slow pace. It is not my skill set. And so like, I'm somebody who like, it's easy for me to make a website, make videos. Like I'm always doing a bunch of different things. And Mm -hmm. some people simply aren't gifted that way. And to me, that's apostolic gifting. You know, it's those starters, those always creating something new. And so that's why I finally recognize, okay, that's my call. I don't connect that with like having these crazy visions 
um, you know, and foretelling the future. Um, but I, you know, so to me, apostolic is like, are you a church planner? That's almost like really like, I know there's other areas, but if you're a church planner, you better be apostolic or you're not going to last very long. Well, because you got to be able to multitask. You got to have multiple skills. Yes. <laughs> you got you to do multiple things. It is our being a church planner. And and I don't know if you know Jeff Moores. He was at that conference we were all at. Good friend. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. He, he planted Rhythm Church. And by the way, guys, mm-hmm. if you're near Phoenix, it's, it's important to me that those of you guys that watch this channel get into local churches. So if you're near Amen. Phoenix, you guys should go check out Trace Church. If you're in San Diego near Oceanside, you could check out Jeff Moore's church plant in Oceanside called Rhythm Church. Watching Jeff plant Rhythm Church. Like, it is a lot of work to be a church planter, man. Talk, just yeah. briefly talk on some of the stuff you're personally going through as you're building up your church. Yeah, it was like, I was just talking about this on a vlog the other day. What's really hard is... Like I'm in an area, there's no traditions at all. And like a lot of times people do stuff in church because it's always been done. I know we really don't like that, but as a church planner, I wish we had more traditions. Mm. There is nothing making people come. Like you have to really like be all in and sold out and really making disciples or this thing doesn't work. Cause like, we don't have a building to offer, mm. right? We don't, there's a lot of those amenities. It's like, I'm go somewhere else. That is not us. Yeah. Right. But what we do have is unique. We can change on a dime. Mm. Like we had to change locations because of COVID that was nothing to us. We literally lost zero people. Another church though, that's been stuck, you know, and traditions for a long time, that would have been a nightmare. Right. So there's a lot, a lot of stuff, but I don't know. Budgeting is really hard because what we do when we planted a church, it wasn't to, we, we were adamant. We don't want to get other sheep from other churches that that's just not do this then if Mm -hmm. that's the point. Right. And so um, we reach non-believers and so there's that process of discipleship. So our budget is always really low. We have to figure out how to just make it lean and work. Mm. That's why I'm bivocational. That's why I do YouTube Mm. on the side to help pay for stuff. But I actually love that. Um, when I was in youth ministry and was full-time, like I was kind of miserable. I love having little <laughs> side gigs and yeah. doing different stuff. It really honestly keeps me mentally healthy, yep. physically healthy. I, I pour concrete with my dad still. So like, there's all this different stuff that I'm just wired that way. I'm not built to be in the office 40 hours a week. Um, but yeah, it's just a different lifestyle for some people and, um, church planners cannot just be stuck in the office. I mean, there is no office. You're always out there with the people. Amen. And so you have less sermon prep time than the normal pastor has, um, because you have to be out there doing the work because if you don't, you're going to turn around on Sunday and nobody's going to be there to listen to you. Right. Right. So like, it is just this, it's this constant game. Like I never feel like, okay, we're steady. Like, yep. it's just this constant grind of like, we, we're, we're not, we haven't reached that stability. I don't know what that looks like. Um, but stability is a much harder to attain in a church plant than you'd, you'd imagine, honestly. Amen. Man, thank you for sharing that, bro. And uh, good. Kingstream Entertainment. Bruce Lawn.